Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. We've got a special Friday edition of our show today and a very special guest. We have Wynn Kelly Charles with us, and uh, I just wanted to say hi to you, Wynn. How are you today? Well, thank you for having me on, Elizabeth. It's a true honor to be now on your video show. Just to give you guys a sideline here, Elizabeth was actually on my podcast, Ask Men. I'm a podcaster slash author slash motivational speaker slash almost journalist. I say almost journalist because I'm getting my journalism degree as we speak, so that's why I say almost journalist, although I've been self-taught for four years. Oh, by the way, I have cerebral palsy, as a side note. Uh, You know, you and I talk a lot about that, and you say, do not tiptoe around me. Will you explain that? I will explain it. Um, for those of you that don't know what cerebral palsy is, cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen birth injury. I got it because I had a traumatic birth, and we'll get to that story in a minute. But um, I also think I got it in the womb. You can also get it in the womb. It's a childhood disease. I am one of 17 million adults living with cerebral palsy, but you can get it as a child. You have overcome a lot of odds, um, I'm guessing. Um, you uh, you fascinate me in so many different ways. Um, I think one of the most fascinating things to me is that um, you are an author, Um that, and you are so proud of that, too. I would love for you to talk about your book. Yeah, well, my books, talk about my books, but I will talk about the one that stands out in everyone's mind, including my own. I wrote, I come on, I come on when at the age of 23 years old, didn't know what the heck I was doing, didn't know what the heck self publishing was, I found the editor day one, and um, and then handed a semi-yicky manuscript to this editor, she polished it up, and then it hit number one as soon, 24 hours after I published it, and it is still my best-selling memoir to this day. And now I'm doing a YA young adult novels and urban fantasy novels. 
be, and I'm debuting my first adult novel in the next couple months here. The reason why I say in the next couple months is because I am not going, so I hope, with the self-publishing industry. I'm trying to get it with the big boys, and when I say the big boys, the um, Albert Collins, the Penguin, Penguin Random House, and the traditional publishing houses. Good for you. Um, in all of that, what do you think has been your biggest life lesson so far? <sighs> to be patient. To be patient with my query letter and to be patient with this stupid manuscript. And the reason why I say the stupid manuscript is not because of the manuscript is perfectly fine, even though it's being torn apart right now. And um, But the query letter and what agents expect out of you and what agents expect all of us, I mean, out of all of us, 90% I've been told have been thrown in the trash can. If an agent doesn't um, like a manuscript, they will throw you in the trash can. I got a rejection letter that said, Dear writer, on a dear writer, we threw you basically in the trash can. Your work doesn't suit our needs. Happy writing. X, Y, and Z publishing agency, and I'm like, really? I have a Happy stack writing? of those, Lynn. <laughs> it's a really big stack of rejection yeah. letters. I'm really yeah. proud of it, actually. Yeah, 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 it grows. Yeah. <laughs> but, so you know, for the, all those rejection letters, when the one comes that doesn't reject you, it's awesome. <laughs> but you really yeah, have to awesome. go through the process, and it's a doozy of a process to to get yeah. something published. And um yeah. yeah, I've I've done both, and I talked about that with you before. I've done both. I've independently published and been traditionally published, and you know they both present their challenges um, for sure. Um, do you? You know, I was reading in your bio when that you are you were a competitor or are a competitor in the Kona Ironman Triathlon. Really? Was <laughs> so awesome. Was <laughs> tell a, about a, that. Was a competitor in the Kona Ironman. What made you do that? What is that? Oh, my teammate, my teammate made me do that. Well, she didn't make me. It was an option. But um, my teammate wanted to do the Kona Ironman again and um, to get me involved with triathlons. And turns out that, well, I'll put it this way. Turns out that because of Ironman rules, uh, we weren't allowed to finish the race. Boy, because we, um, I got put in a position, really, by my teammate, which my teammate knows better than this, but um, I got put in a, a, a bike that I could not move my legs, so therefore... She was pulling her body weight slash my body weight, and so that's why we didn't finish. We got cut off by course. Will you ever do anything like that again? Um, so 
kind of asked me that, and yes, that is one of my bucket list things, but it would have to be a totally different situation, and it would have to be after I get my journalism degree. Yeah. Um, that's really neat that you're getting a journalism degree. That must make you so proud. Well, I wish I got it um, sooner than now. Yeah. Now's the right time. Must have been the right time now, though. You know, that's how that goes. Um, what do you think? What do you think is your biggest achievement so far? My biggest achievement so far is to um, be a published author and be a motivational speaker for Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month because unfortunately um, I I got diagnosed with Cerebral Palsy in June of 87, June 22nd of 87. So that's my birthday and I either got diagnosed June 22nd or June 23rd. They haven't told me what day they diagnosed me. But that being said, um, nowadays, most kids who get diagnosed with cerebral palsy don't get diagnosed until they're one or two and not meeting those milestones. Then the parents run them hither and and yawn to the, um, to the specialist turns out that um, they have cerebral palsy. Yeah. Do you, um, let me let me think about this for a second. I got to figure out how to, um, do you know how some people get diagnosed with something and you have two ways of looking at it? You can sort of give up or you can, as you say, live a full life no matter what holds you back. Um, how How and when did you make that choice? to do all the things that you can do in in the face of, you know, something probably very frustrating to you? Well, I did make that choice, and surprisingly, I made it early in life. I didn't know until I was in seventh grade, and I'll tell you this during life. You guys have probably heard it on my podcast. And I knew that something was different at the age of six, because all my classmates were able to body. I was lucky enough to go to a private school. So, of course, my private school has no special ed. We still don't. And the traditional special ed was out the door. And so I quickly discovered at age six, when you're on the soccer field with your friends and they're kicking a ball, and you're looking at them like, why can't I do that? And then I quickly realized that something was different, but it wasn't until I was seventh grade, in seventh grade, that my mom dropped me off at, dropped me off at school and looked at me before I got out of the car, looked at me straight in the eyes and said, I have something to tell you. You have a physical disability, CP, and basically have a nice day. And that's how she phrased it. And wow. I'm like, can I take 
can't, I didn't even ask her, can I take the day off? And I'm like, Mom, yeah. you just really? Process it. Really? Yeah. So that's it. So that's how I found out that I had cerebral palsy. And then in ninth grade, when you're freshman in the high school, you, um, I was given the opportunity to research my own disability for a presentation that never happened. And then I um, researched and typed in what is CP on a on a computer, and then um, Google found out what is CP and what is CP turned into cerebral palsy, and to and seven seventeen million babies. Now, and this was, this is recent numbers to me, and I think it said 10 million babies at the time in 2000, 2000. And I'm, I shut the laptop and almost cried. I'm like, ugly. Now we're dealing with a big green monster that I can't necessarily control, and that's what. CP really is, and ugh. yeah, yeah. Is your is a normal day for you? Um, you know, a piece of cake, or does it have struggles? What's a, what's a normal day like for you? What's a good day, a bad day, a normal day? What's, what's your life like? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do you do you want the good days and the bad days? Okay. Yeah, the I think I think days. it's really important for people to know you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, consider this is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. For those of you that don't know that, March is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. And people are shocked that I know the month of my own disability. It's like, I know the month of my own, both they do. And so I'm like, this is my, um, this is why I do the work I do for this month and the year too. And so a bad day would well I'll give you an example. A bad day would be me not being able to move, which happened to me in July. And I well it started happening to me on my thirtieth birthday. And I know that C P can't necessarily get worse. So I Start. I started feeling the aches and pains of CP on my son's birthday, and I was out to lunch and did all that birthday stuff. And people were wishing me happy birthday. Well, the next day, which was June twenty third, I was starting to lock up and not being able to move. By the time it got to July 20th, I was not able to move. So, yeah, that was a bad day. But do you know what it was? I don't. That take one. I want you to take a guess what it was that you, I want you, Elizabeth, to take Mm -hmm. a guess as to what made me not want to move. Oh, I have no idea. You no, have to this tell me. is going to. Sh- 
this is going to shock everyone. It was because I was eating too much sugar. Too much refined sugar. Oh, too much sugar. sugar. You know, I was going to say, did you overdo it with something? You know, too much birthday celebration, you know, too many people, too many this or that. So sugar. Yeah. 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 Sugar. 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 And I, my body started crafting on me and then wasn't very pretty and I said to myself well if this doesn't resolve itself I'm dragging myself to the nearest specialist and figuring out why um, why my CP has resulted on me at age 30 and it's not supposed to do that <laughs> so yeah. I said to myself I'm going to give up sugar for a week and see how that does. Do you know, after I did my little experiment, do you know I was a completely new woman? That's good to hear. You know, I I, I do that every once in a while, too, and I think it's regardless of anybody, anybody anywhere can probably give that up, and they feel better, I'll bet, too. But when you have well, an underlying no. condition on top of it, I'll bet, it's, I bet it really wreaks havoc with you. No, like saying, and I gave up. I gave up sugar in my 20s, and I rarely eat sugar anymore. And so I I actually gave up I actually started giving up sugar in my 20s and then really gave it up in my 30s. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, and so tell us about a, a good day, like a, like a normal day. That's a bad. That's a good definitely day? a bad situation. Yeah, tell well, us what what most of the days are like. Most of the days are like are absolutely fabulous. I can control my CP to the extent that I can control it, and most of the days I don't even feel it. <laughs> good. That's great to hear. And so, and then. Um, I am in the state, I'm in Colorado, which is a very progressive state, meaning that marijuana is legal, so, and my fan base knows this, and my family knows this, too. I said, if my CP would, would to ever get bad enough to the point where I couldn't control it, I would go after the marijuana. Yeah, the legalized type of stuff. Yep, I, I I hear that a lot with with various diseases, especially I hear it with Parkinson's a lot. I've been yeah. hearing that Parkinson's. more on the news and stuff. They yeah, Parkinson's is what it. I've heard. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, well, good. Well, we keep we wish you continued fabulous days, fantastic and fabulous days. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. well, all right, let's keep going. Well, let's talk about let's talk about some of your favorite things. Um, like what's you can, okay, here's a question, but you can't say your podcast or my podcast. Ready? What's your favorite podcast? <laughs> oh, you can't say mine or yours, I though. I can't say. No. I, okay. I guess I would I would have to. I have two, actually. I have okay. two. One is Dream in Drive, and that is hosted by the fabulous Lena Campbell, Dream is in Drive, and that is all for people in color, um, dream drivers in color. I've actually had her on my podcast. The nice. other one 
is a show about podcasting, and it's um, it's not how you make a podcast. It's the stories behind the podcast is, and it's called the Access pa- the Access Podcast, and it's done by Maddie Stealth, and it's actually out of San Francisco, out of the offices of um, iHeart Radio. And the reason why I say this one is because it's not only my favorite podcast, but I'm actually being trained by this particular podcast host as part of my journalism degree. Oh, cool. So Very good. I, yeah. I get the inside scoop on this one. But um, I have... A, I have a funny story. When this whole first, when I first signed up for this journalism class, they didn't know I had a podcast. They didn't know I had anything. So this access pass follows me on Twitter. I didn't know who the heck this access pass was. <laughs> and so turns out I look at access pass, access podcast profile, and turns out it's my teacher, and I'm like, oops, now my teacher's following me on Twitter. I'm like, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> so I'm, um, yeah. So that's I'm okay, actually though. getting trained by, uh, I'm actually getting trained by this person, and their Twitter handle is Access Podcast One, and their podcast name is Access Podcast behind um, podcasters. They had they have fabulous podcasts and then it comes out Friday and then Dreams and Dreams yep. in Drive comes out Mondays and it's both podcasts could be found on Android. Both podcasts could be found on Apple. Okay. Yeah. So those we'll are my links. two favorites. Yeah. I'll put up some links for the for those with the with your show here, so people can find what you're what you're saying and talking about. So both sound really inspiring and and helpful. All right. So what's your favorite book? And you're not allowed to say my book or your book either. <laughs> I'm really putting you on the spot, what's aren't I? My... <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, your favorite you're book? You're putting me on the spot. And <laughs> my my favorite book, and I know it's still in existence is the sequent life of bees, although that's on my bucket list too. After I finish my journalism degree I'm gonna get a subscription to Audible and see mm-hmm. what that book um see what they have now because the sequent life of bees is old as a healed and so I remember reading it when I was young actually listening to it. So now I now I happen to get caught up on my reading for pleasure. Awesome. All right, and one more favorite. What's your favorite tech tool that you use in your business? Uh, my favorite tech tool. My favorite tech tool, which I don't have access to right now, I grew up on a Mac, which my Mac mm-hmm. is being a little finicky right now. <laughs> So right now I'm using a PC, which uh, when did it get along with PCs? 
so I think thinking these the next couple of weeks, I have to either buy a completely new Mac or um, get the get my Mac up and running again because I um, I think that Macs are the best thing since sliced bread. PCs, I'm sorry, but they're not the Virus. easiest. <laughs> they're not the easiest to get them out. They're not the easiest no, they're not. to my get kids, them out. Uh, my kids swear by Macs for sure. Um, I agree with you, um, but I have a PC, so yeah, I get it. Um, okay, let's yeah. switch over, let's shift gears over to social media for a little bit because you're really active on social media. You're active on LinkedIn and Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. You're you're on it, and um, I put up some links to to find you in social media, um, so you don't have to rattle all those off while we're on air here. But what I think. What I'd love to know is what inspires you on social media? Why are, why are you on social media, and, and how does it help you? How does it help your business, and what inspires you? Well, um, when I produce a podcast, it automatically goes to social media. That's why I, last time I looked, I got 80,000 downloads of my podcast. So um, that's why I'm on social media. And who in Inspires me on social media. I have the, I follow a lot. I'm not necessarily on Facebook because of what um, Facebook is doing right now in the news. I can't sure. get involved on Facebook. And for those of you who are living on the block, just Google Facebook and Russia, and you will. I won't be. Um, building off political stuff. About yeah, we Facebook, don't do politics. But, <laughs> but we get what you mean, no. yeah. You don't even have we, to go there. People, yeah, you guys yeah, people get, get it. what I mean. So I'm yeah. not necessarily active on Facebook. That's why. But I am active on Twitter because I um, feel like I shouldn't be, and my podcast goes automatically to Twitter, automatically to Facebook, automatically to LinkedIn, automatically to Spotify, automatically to iHeartRadio. So um, try not to, and here's a tip for you guys, try not to spell out all your stuff on Twitter. Try to retweet people's stuff like Elizabeth's stuff as often as you can so it doesn't look like the you show. Isn't that so true? I know I have a I have a rule on uh I have a rule actually on um, usually on my social media. It's like for every one thing I might say about something I'm doing, I'll do 10 for somebody else. Yeah. You know, 10 other things. Yeah. So cuz otherwise yeah, it's obnoxious and annoying. It's like so self-promotional all the time. Yeah. I totally get what you mean. Yeah, I'd rather talk about other people. Um that's that's really good advice. You know, um so one of my friends, um her name is Allison Fraser. We were she she posted this thing on LinkedIn today and um her I think it's her nephew. He has um down syndrome and he's just this amazing artist and painter and all this stuff, but she posted this word this saying today or or, or sentence rather and it said, you know, it in the word disabilities, it's not about this, it's about abilities. What do you think about that? Isn't that cool? It's about your I, ability. I agree. 
I agree. It's because so many people, and I'm speaking on behalf of 17 million kids here. So that's a lot of kids to get diagnosed. And I only got those numbers two seconds before I got on this interview. So I was about to Google the numbers myself for you, Elizabeth. But um, I got those numbers off of Twitter. Thank you very much. And from the one um, posted on Twitter that was done with cerebral palsy, and then she posted numbers as well. So I agree with you. It's not about disabilities. It's about the abilities you have. And so I am thinking it's about the abilities we all have. And the reason why I'm so gun ho about getting my journalism degree is not only for my own work, but for those who can't speak for themselves, for those who just need more diversity in in our lives. I mean, now we have so many square journalists that it's not even funny, and we have the um, person running our country calling the journalist news that it just breaks my heart every time I hear it. And so I think we need diversity in our journalism community. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I was I was mentioning, you know, the whole ability disability thing because I just think it's so so cool about people's abilities who have disabilities. You know, it's all about the things you can do and do them like you say, fantastically and fabulously, and making a huge difference in the world and showing other people that this doesn't have to be miserable. It can be beautiful and wonderful and productive and all these cool things. But um, this young gentleman's name is Andrew Weatherly. You might look at look at him. He is a um, just a he's been an, uh, an artist since he was just tiny, and now he's 25 and uh, he has Down syndrome, and he's published two books and um, just just amazing. And I, so I just I love it when people. Um, just a, you know, no matter who you are and what's going on, you you know you accomplish. And it sounds like you are such a go-getter. I would love. I know we only have a few more minutes here with you. I would love to know how you go about setting goals. Do you set goals? How do you set them? What do you do? How do you achieve what all the things that you want to achieve? Because you're quite an achiever. Well, this um, this. Journalism degree was a secret up until last March. I applied to college. I tried to go back to college originally, but I uh, applied to college and did that for a little while and then got kicked out and then wasn't keeping my grade point average up. Surprise, surprise, me with cerebral palsy. And then decided to Google journalism school. And what I found was the Academy of Arts in San Francisco. So I'm like, okay, I'll apply, I'll apply. And then, unbeknownst to me, they send a letter to my house saying, when are you got in? And so my, um, my friends and family didn't, well, they knew, um, they knew because I was applying and it was going out of my bedroom out. But my friends and 
family didn't really know until March that this is last month, last March that this is what I wanted to do. And so going Samuel Hall's Awareness Month, I got news that I was in and I am, yeah. Fabulous. 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 We'll have to have a giant online graduation party for you when you graduate. Uh, yeah. That sound? Uh, no, <laughs> Perfect. Everyone will. And and I'm actually cool. um, trying to plan something for a small gathering for my West Coast fans because I'll be in San Francisco. I'll be physically in yeah. San Francisco depending when I graduate. So for those of you who are listening in and you're on the West Coast, be on the lookout for Throwing that party. huge announcement. Because, party. <laughs> yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> to come back. You because, know that's where we're from, right? That's, we, moved to, we moved to Maine from there. Oh but, my God! Yeah, two of um, oh my God, our two funny. Yeah, our two younger boys boys were born in Walnut Creek. Oh my God! Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? And I, I know this. You keep tweeting baseball, baseball. baseball. Yeah, baseball, God. baseball. What? What's baseball? What does that I got to do with some bananas. Yeah, with um, our our son Cam Garino plays college baseball. Oh, does he really? I yes. Now I now I know a secret out of the woodwork. That okay, okay. Now I get the connection. Now I I'm the tweeting about baseball. I like yeah. that doesn't uh, that doesn't seem like the. Um, Elizabeth, but uh, now I get to connect you. Well, <laughs> yeah. mommy. Oh, yeah. Mommy. Okay. So yeah. I can't tell if our connection got lost. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen to this back and see if we're still recording because it may have lost. I'm getting messages and stuff, so we might have to um, re-record. I cannot tell, um, but I got messages that something dropped and got lost. But I'm gonna. I'll see and see how it goes. But um, I am going to end the show here <laughs> to make sure that we didn't lose our connection. I think we might have. Yeah, nice. um, yeah. But if we do need to re-record, we'll re-record. But um, I want to yeah. finish out properly. I just want to make sure and say thank you for being on the show. Uh, it's been an honor well, you're and welcome. pleasure to chat with you. And, you're welcome. Um, and yeah, so much fun to get to know you. Yeah. And um, let so me listen to fun. the show back, and we'll make sure it recorded properly. And if not, we'll re-record. How's that sound? Okay. Thank you. you get to do this all, all over right. again. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so yes. much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Take care and have a Bye. wonderful day. Thank you, Wynn. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.